There are people out there right now who are begging and pleading for answers to questions that you know like the back of your hand. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I am your host, Donald Miller. You know, I have built, you know, I've been able to kind of build this, you know, pretty comfortable, fun life. What I did was I built a personal brand. I didn't know that I was doing that. I thought I was writing a book. And then when I wrote the book, it didn't sell any copies. And when I went to write my second book, I thought you're going to need to build up an email list. You're going to need to tell people that you're out here. And then I started taking email addresses and started emailing people. And after a while, I built a personal brand without knowing I'd done it. And in the age of Instagram, in the age of social media, in the age of YouTube, I can't think of a single business owner who would not benefit greatly from having a personal brand. I asked Dave Ramsey once, is there a downside to building a personal brand? Like, do you regret being the feature guy for your brand? And he goes, a brand without a person behind it is a brand without a soul. And there's one guy that I think of when I think about building a personal brand, and that is my old friend, Rory Vaden. He's built his own personal brand, and he's helped probably hundreds now with Brand Builders Group build their personal brand. And so we asked the audience for some questions. We asked you guys to submit some questions. And today, if you're interested in building a personal brand, you're getting a lot out of this conversation I'm about to have with my old friend, Rory Vaden. So stay with us. Your sales software shouldn't be a bummer. When you step inside your CRM, you should feel equipped to do your best work. And that's the magic of HubSpot Sales Hub. The new Sales Hub is designed to help you win. With an intuitive prospecting workspace and AI-powered tools that reduce your workload, closing deals is no big deal at all. Get AI-powered tools like ChatSpot that are tailor-made to help you automate steps across the sales pipeline so your teams can take back their time and spend it on the tasks that matter. Close more deals and get on track for your best Q1 yet. Learn about HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com sales. You've learned a lot since the last time we talked about how to build a personal brand. I mean, you've helped people sell, have $100,000 book launches and be interviewed by Oprah and be on the Today Show. And I mean, you, you've really helped people who did not have a personal brand before build one. And I thought maybe you and I could take questions from the audience about how to do this. You'll be the expert and I'll be the guy that comes in for color commentary, if you don't mind. Yeah, man, I, I love it. And, I, you know, I'll just to tell people, I think when people hear personal brand, they often automatically jump to like, oh, I have to be on social media or, or I have to build my website or I have to like do all of these different things. And really, we think of personal branding as simply the digitization of reputation, hmm. the digitization of reputation. This is not about social media. This is not about technology. This is about reputation. And so that applies to all of us. And if you don't control your reputation, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. Amen. So I'm, I'm excited to see, hear the questions. Okay. Well, Bobby is our podcast producer. And Bobby, let's get some questions to Rory. Rory, here's our first questions from Rob, who's in Orlando. He's a graphic artist and designer. And this is a great question to start us off because uh, Rob goes, first things first, how do I build a strong personal brand? I think that's part one. And then here's the other part, when I'm actually a very shy person. Yeah, I think that it's interesting. Inside of the question points to an emotional fear mm -hmm. that a lot of us have about building our personal brand that it's going to require me to be like center stage and it's all about me and you know I'm, I'm really shy. I think the biggest thing you have to realize is that building a personal brand ultimately, ironically, is not about you. It's about the person 
that you are designed to serve. One of the things that we say is the shortcut to finding your uniqueness is to realize that you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And when you realize that your personal brand is not about vanity, it's not about ego, it's not about drawing attention to yourself for the sake of attention, it is that you are occupying space and sharing your expertise with the world in a way that it can really help them. That is not only the best way to build a personal brand, it's actually the best way to grow your business as well. And you never feel fear when you're, when you're thinking about helping someone. Like fear is so self-centered. People get reluctant about being on camera. It's like, oh, am I, do, I look, am I, do I look the right way? Am I going to say something stupid? Uh, you know, am I wearing the right thing? But there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. So when you say, I'm not doing this to get famous. I'm doing this to help people. I'm doing this to inspire them and encourage them and share what I know and to teach tidbits of what I have for free as a way of adding value and earning trust, I can do that much more confidently and overcome sort of that, that fear of being shy and, and also that you know, weirdness of thinking like I have to be super charismatic or something because it's, it's not about that. Roy, what do you do? What do you do with like, th- there are people who have taken off, in fact, most people I would think who have taken off in social media, Gary Vanderchuk and Alex Hermosi and you know folks like this who they're clearly just made to bring attention to themselves. I don't mean that in a negative way. They're just good at it. They just, you know, they walk into the room, they're going to be the center of attention. And I think that's the heart of the question. Yeah, we can all serve people, but what if what if you do if you're just literally not why you don't wake up every day and try to think of some angle that you can bring attention to yourself. You know, that's not yeah. just not how you're wired. And I wonder like what are some tactics that you've instructed people to do that help them bring some attention to themselves? Yeah. Well, our whole content marketing strategy is teach everything you know for free, but in small bite-sized chunks and all random miscellaneous order. Ah, so, and then people pay you to put it in the right order. (laughs) Well, yeah, they do because people don't pay for information. People pay for organization and application, right? Information is free. What they pay is the organization of information, teaching it in a sequential, in the right sequential order. And most of all, they pay for application, the application of how do I apply just the right piece of information at the right time for where I'm at in my specific business or, or my life. So even though Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, if, if you want to say Gary and, and Alex draw a lot of attention to themselves, both of them, though, the large majority of their content is useful to the person watching. It's not saying, look at me, look how amazing. inspirational. Oh, yeah. Well, well, especially, I mean, Gary's great. He's really, really, he's very entertaining. Alex, yeah. I think, is brilliant. I mean, he's just, I so, he's just so smart. Yeah, and, he's good. And, yeah. Anyway, but, but, you know, their content just, you know, it seems like it's just like every night a new lemon tree of content grows in their mind and they come out every day. And, and you asked Don about the tactics, right? Okay. So if, if I'm any small business owner and I'm going, okay, I, you know, you do all the marketing stuff from like story brand and business made simple, the things you guys teach, like marketing the business. If I step into the area of going, how would I leverage my personal brand to drive leads to the business, which is what we do, I would say simply make a list of 52 questions that your prospects have about your business. You know, so Rob here is a graphic artist, right? So it's like, how do I find the right color palette? Uh, you know, what are all the main assets I need to launch my company? What are the top five, you know, graphic design mistakes people make with their website? Da, 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 da. Just make a list of every question that a prospect has and answer one of them a week and teach what you know. 
and add value and build trust, grow your reputation. And some number of those people are going to go, man, I really like this, Rob. I'd rather just pay Rob to just do it for me. So not everybody will do that, but a bunch of people will go, gosh, like Rob is really good. I'd rather just pay this guy to just do it for me. Rory, do you think there's some wisdom in figuring out you know, one piece of advice per sort of user question? One of the things I say to brands is pee around your territory. And what I mean by that is pick something that you want to own. And I'm, I'm literally talking about mental real estate in the body politic, mental real estate. What do you want to own? Do you want to be Southern Florida luxury homes? And you're going to own that. Do you want to be how to train a dog for not barking at the door? Own, you know, you're going to be the, because I think there's a Rolodex in people's brains and the only people that they remember in term of, terms of brands are people who associate themselves very closely with a problem. Absolutely. So if I want to build a personal brand, I think about Rory Vaden. If I want to clarify my message, I think about Donald Miller, right? And if you can own something, some topic like that, and really what I mean is a problem, you're going to build your brand much, much faster. And then the other thing that I would say as a piece of advice to this is once you figure out what you want to own, you've got to be an expert in that. But you don't have to be an expert anywhere else. You can just be a jackass, fun, loving, whatever. But when it comes to your topic, you got to hit a home run. You can't yeah, be so he's like, well, I don't know a whole lot about this, but may I chime in? No, no, no. You got you to hit a home run. You got to own that. I mean, is there some wisdom yeah, in there? I, I totally. I 100% agree with that. And I think when you're trying to identify what should my personal brand be about, one of the questions that we encourage people to ask is to say, what audience can I serve in the deepest way? And that points to what I said earlier, that you're, you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were, is often the, the biggest hint or the insight because you go, if somebody wants to like build their personal brand or like become a speaker or an author or a coach of some type, mission-driven messengers, it's like, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anyone in the world who does that as well as we do. Like, that's just what we do. I've spent my life doing it. It's what we study. We have data science teams and it's all we research. Now, that doesn't mean we're the expert on everything, but it's, it's on that one thing that there is um, one of my uh, um, friends, a mentor of mine, a guy named Scott McCain. He says, mind share precedes market share. It's exactly what you're saying, yeah. Don. It's just like- Psychological real estate. Psychological real estate. And, and the other thing too, is I say, you know, you want to pick something that you want to be the best in the world at, but I also think people overestimate the importance of being the best in the world and they underestimate, you know, just the value of being clear. So like if, if there's a leak in my house, do I really need the world's greatest plumber? <laughs> Right. Like, like, do I really need the world's best plumber? If I have a toothache, do I really need the world's best dentist? Like, do I really need the world? No, I just need someone that I go, this person clearly solves this specific problem and they're available. So I think it's like, it's more important, you know, like you say all the time, if you confuse, you lose. One of the things we say is clear is greater than clever is like, so much of it is just about being clear on this is what you do, not only so that people can hire you, but so that people can refer you, right? And so if somebody goes, oh, hey, I, I want to build a career as a speaker, author, you know, coach, I want all of my friends to be like, you got to talk to Brand Builders Group. Like, it doesn't mean we only work with speakers, authors, and coaches. It just means that mission-driven messengers, that experts is our core target audience. Like, you don't have to be the best. You have to be the clearest. Yeah. All right, Bobby, what's the next question? 
All right. I've got a question from Ashlyn out in Grand Rapids. She is a stay-at-home mamapreneur. So Ashlyn's wanting to know, what are good boundaries to think about and consider when establishing my brand? I don't want to include or identify my family in social posts or other content, but I feel that would hold me back from deeply connecting with an audience focused at moms. Well, you know, her question about boundaries, I love. You know, my philosophy on boundaries is really simple. It's whatever you feel good about doing is what you should do. Whatever you don't feel good about doing, you shouldn't do. So if you don't feel good about posting pictures of your kids, you shouldn't post pictures of your kids just because you think that'll help you build your personal brand. That's such uh, great would, advice, Rory. Your gut, your gut is telling you something. Totally. And and the it would it would actually be inauthentic to do something that you didn't feel good about doing. And what makes a great personal brand is not that you post pictures of your kids or you don't. What makes a great personal brand is that you think and talk and act in accordance with who you actually are. And so posting pictures of your kids when you don't feel like you would, that would be inauthentic. Yet it's going, oh, I'm doing this because I feel like I'm supposed to. Now, what I would say is when it comes to building a personal brand, I think if you boil this all down, it's simply about building trust. And, and I think the power of social media and the power of funnels and the power of webinars and the power of podcasts is that it automates trust at scale. And that's why these tools are so powerful. And if you go, okay, how do you build trust with someone? Well, we trust people that we see, right? That's why we trust movie stars and athletes. We, we see them on TV. So we trust people that we see. We trust people that we learn from. And then we trust people who we know intimate details about. Like if I said, who are the top 10 people that you trust in your life? Chances are, you know what their favorite food is. You know some of their biggest mistakes. Like the people you most trust are the people you know the best. Well, so in that regard, I do think sharing some of the more intimate details of your life on social matters as seasoning, not as the substance, not as the main dish, but as seasoning because if Don and I have a level of trust, we live in the same neighborhood. We have some of the same friends. We, we, we know each other in real life. And Don knows things about me that not just an average person would know. And, and that comes from spending time with people. So I think it doesn't mean you have to post pictures of your kids. It might mean that you go, hey, you, you, you do a story or something and you say, you know, I, some of you might be wondering why I never post pictures of my kids. I don't feel comfortable doing it because I'm afraid that they're going to go into some database or that my kids are going to, you know, have this big following and then they're going to be a teenager and they're going to be like, mom, I hate that you like built this following and now like people think I have to live up to this or whatever. And going, that is the intimacy that you should be sharing. DTC Pod hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network the audio destination for business professionals. DTC Pod is a podcast about all things direct to consumer. Ramon and Blaine cover everything for starting, growing, and optimizing e-commerce stores and DTC brands. They talk with founders, marketers, platforms, creators, and marketing and growth agencies, covering topics like brand building, social media, influencer marketing, website conversion, the list goes on and on. So if you're interested in the stories behind your favorite consumer brands, you need to listen to this podcast. In fact, in episode 299 titled Build a Better Brand with the Ultimate Shopify Accelerator, Ben Scharf, co-founder of Platter, a storefront accelerator for Shopify brands, covers how to streamline a brand's Shopify experience to drive and increase conversion, all without bankrupting your business 
or confusing your customers. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. I always thought it was so stupid about posting like pictures of what you ate and everything. <laughs> but here's what the, where the light bulb came on for me a little bit. So like, Don, let me ask you this. If there was one person in the world that's, that's living that you go like, man, this is like your celebrity crush or like your business, you know, icon where you go, man, if I could, if I could spend a day with this celebrity or business or politician, who would that be for you? That's a great question. David Axelrod, he was able to get his candidate elected without a lot of anger, without causing that candidate or asking that candidate to go isolate and divide the country. I like it. So if he if he walked in right now, would you kind of be like, oh my gosh, that's David Axelrod. Like, I need to go talk to this guy. Would you be kind of like drawn to I him? I mean, if he wasn't, yeah, I, yeah, certainly. If he was alone and looked approachable, I might go up to yeah. him and say hi. Perfect. Right. So I, for me, it's the rock, right? Like for me, it's the rock. And I'm like, dude, if the rock walked in, I would, I would lose my mind. I would go so fangirl. Like I would freak out and I would lock up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the rock. Right. Well, I'm sort of curious what the rock eats every day. I'm like, how much does that guy eat? How long does he like, if, if, if I got a chance to go shadow the rock for a day, or if you got a chance to go shadow David Axelrod for a day and you couldn't talk to him, but you got to spend the whole day with him, you probably would want to do it. Cause yeah. you're just curious. Yeah. Of what's like, he reading? Who's, what's he, he reading? Who's he spending his time with? What's his morning routine like? And that's what social media allows us to do is to get to know that's people on that level specifically with stories, I think, you know, so like I think of like your feed should be what you do and your story should be who you are. So I only occasionally post pictures of my family or like a personal story about my life once in a great while on my feed, but almost every day in my stories, you know, it's like people have no idea that I'm such a hardcore Bible thumping Jesus freak until they look in my stories and it's like every day I'm posting a Bible verse in my stories, not on my feed. So I think that it's not so much that you have to share pictures of your kids, but you should share a few intimate details, even if it's talking about why you don't want to share pictures with your kids, because that's how trust is built. When I know what Don is really scared of, like in his real life, that means we're real friends, right? And you can do that at scale through social media. And that's, again, to me, all of this is about automating trust at scale. That's the business objective of the personal brand. And it takes some of the, it takes some of the fear out of, you know, what should I post? You know, let people into your life a little bit. Be a little bit vulnerable. That seems pretty good. If I don't know you, I'm not going to follow you if it's a bunch of pictures of your cat, right? I don't care about that. But if you're teaching me about something... And you're educating me about something, you know, and, and, and we talk about the three E's for your content strategy, either educate, entertain, or encourage, or some combination of those, yeah. educate, entertain, or encourage. But then when people go to buy from you, they buy from people they trust, and we trust people that we see, we learn from, and that we know intimate details about. So share a couple, share a couple insider things on like what's going on in your world. Love it. All right, Bobby, we got time for another? We do. We got time for one more. Let's do it. Um, this one is from Skylar out of Indianapolis. And Skylar's a personal trainer. Skylar's saying this, I've been in the fitness industry for about 10 years and I have a decent local following, but my attempts at building a brand 
and filming and releasing a collection of online training videos were met with low engagement and minimal signups. What do I need to do to attract a wider audience and scale my business, especially in a very competitive online fitness market? Oh, Roy, I'm very curious. I have some thoughts, but I'm curious what, you, what you'd have to say. Because it's a crowded market. That's a crowded market. And not only that, there's probably 250 at least personal trainers who are spending $1,000 on every one of the videos that they post. And so you're up against Hollywood on this. Totally. So we have something called the law of AJ Vaden because it's, it's, it's Your wife. You know, my wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and AJ, she actually took a spiritual like giftedness test and her spiritual gifting is making money straight up. Like that's what it came back. Like, and like sugar mama is just the best spiritual gift ever in, in a spouse. And AJ has made millions and millions of dollars. She's never had a big following. And this is the law of AJ Vaden. You don't need millions of followers to make millions of dollars. Too many people are so concerned about the width of their reach that they're overlooking the depth of their impact. And everyone is going, how do I get more followers, more views? And they're trying to build scalable businesses like a membership site or courses. You don't need to build a scalable business unless you've scaled your audience. Like the conversion percentages to sell those things are very, very small. So you have to have a large audience. Typically, you'll convert a small percentage to sell those things. It's not that you can't do that. You totally can do it. A lot of people do. But especially in like the fitness market, it is a crowded space. You are, I agree, Don, you are up against Hollywood. There are people with entire production teams. What I would be thinking about is how do I use my personal brand to be more human, to drive more one-on-one clients and to drive up my fee? And people, people always say, well, you can't scale one-on-one. You sure as heck can scale one-on-one by raising the price. You raise the price by either increasing demand or limiting supply or a combination of both. So if you limit the supply, but you drive up the demand for one-on-one time with you, there's people who get $100,000 a day for for one-on-one time because the demand is so high. I think people need to shift a little bit from going, how do I have millions of followers and sell like just courses and scalable things to go, uh, I can have a small niche audience that I serve in a really deep way And then I can offer them more intimacy. And as intimacy goes up, price goes up. And so I'm always being focused on how do I serve my current audience in a deeper way? And, you know, I would be less, I'd be less worried about, oh, you know, nobody wants my videos. And I would be going, you're much more likely to make a million dollars a year from having a high touch service that you offer to a, a low number of people than to just have like millions of people buying a low dollar offer. But the whole world is like stuck on follower count and like going big. My answer to the question is this problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. That's basic story structure. Somebody gets up a creek without a paddle and here's how they get out. Somebody climbs a tree because there's a lion after them and here's how they get out. That's every story. Somebody falls in love, girl doesn't like them. Here's how they get together. That's every single story, problem, solution. So if you're a trainer, And you're looking at all these videos going, how am I going to compete with this? And these people are incredible. I mean, what they're doing on Instagram, it's it's so fun to watch what these people are doing with their bodies. You know, they're just such great physical shape. You're not going to compete with those people. But what you could actually do is have a normal guy like me say, what do I do about sugar cravings at 9 p.m.? And just keep it really short. And then you answer the question. Well, here's what you do. You know, somebody else's problem, you've got the solution. You're doing a couple things. 
you're positioning the customer as the hero because we're all going to vicariously identify with the person asking the question. And then you're giving me the answer to a question that I have. And now you're becoming slowly my guide. And that's it. I would do that. I wouldn't give more than, don't give answers for more than 20 seconds. Don't give questions for more than five and start mass producing that show. It's that stuff. Everybody who walks into your gym, just say, hey, give me your top three questions about fitness. Put a phone in their face. And then actually, if you wanted to, you could put those up on a website and have the public rank them. Like, what question do you want me to answer next? But problem solution, problem solution is a story structure that will never stop working in the human mind and super cheap to produce. I know a guy who does this on a specific topic and his answers are terrible because he's, a, he's just not a very good communicator. So he's, his answers are very elusive and vague and you kind of can't tell what he's trying to say. But that's not going to take off. You got to work really, really hard on giving that succinct answer that everybody goes, man, I never thought about that, but that's amazing. That's so helpful. And your platform will take off. Roy, what's your thoughts on that? It's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, you know, when I said earlier, like make a list of 52 questions, a- another way of saying that problems. is like each, it's, it's 52 problems, right? And then, and then 52 solutions. And ultimately, if you add value to people's lives and you help them solve problems, you know, if you encourage them, you entertain them, you educate them, you're going to build trust. And if you build trust, that's going to show up as business and you, you cannot lose. And even if it didn't, Part of why, you know, I'm so sold on the, the, the idea of being a, building a personal brand is you go, if you're somebody who wants to change the world, and if you're an entrepreneur and you started a business, it's because you said, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to make the world a better place. I want to make more of an impact. You're one button away. Push the button, record, and change the world. Teach people what you know. Add value. Solve problems. Help them. And even if that never came back to you in money, it would come back to you in impact, right? It comes back in to meaning. you in just the yeah, you in just, meaning. You just experience so much meaning because you do that. Hey, Roy, uh, you can help folks at freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. You actually yes. help people. You, get, you have a coaching program that helps people build a, a personal brand. I, I get a lot of people listening to me who want to write books. And I would say, hey, while you're writing the book or before you write the book, start building your brand. Because at some point, that book's going to be done. You're going to have to sell it. So you got to start on that right now. If you want to, go to freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. Tell us, though, at the end of every episode, we have a plan of action. It's one thing that you can do to follow up from this podcast. And I've never handed the plan of action to anybody before. I always take it myself. This is big. This is big, Rory. This is a big one. This is the first. (laughs) Rory, what's the plan of action? What's the one thing that all our listeners can do? And they're going to go to freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. But what's the one thing that they can do? on their own right now to start building a personal brand. One of our philosophies, if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. True. Make a list of 52 questions that your prospects have. You know what I love on that, Rory? Here's what's great. Have a main problem and then what I call subplots. So, you know, the main problem that I solve is I help you love having a dog in the house right? To have a great relationship with your dog. Problem number one, they bark at the door. Problem number two, they pee in the <laughs> pee in the laundry room. Problem number three, they keep trying to eat the cat. Problem number four, they sleep on the bed. Problem number five, they're dragging mud in the house. Problem number six, but it's all, it's all one problem with a bunch of subplot problems. And I love that as a plan of action. Figure out the problem you solve and then all the problems that you're experiencing because of that problem. And don't, don't even put pressure on yourself to record the answers. But if you just do the exercise of just documenting and going, oh my gosh, I, you'll, you'll feel compelled that you have to record it or you have to write it or you have to share because you're like, 
I can help answer all of these things. And that's the thing to know is like, you might be afraid to go, oh, I'm too shy or no one's going to like me or there's a million other people out there doing what I'm doing. And, you know, how am I going to stand out? But like, I'm telling you, there are people out there right now who are begging and pleading and, and quite literally on their hands and knees praying for answers to questions that you know, like the back of your hand, because this is what you do all day, every day. And you can help that person, even if they never buy from you, even if you never meet them, you never know who they are. And building a personal brand gives you the chance to add value in that way. So think about that person and just start teaching what you know. And I I promise, I promise it's going to come back to you in in abundant blessings for, for your business. I love that, Rory. That's a fantastic note to end on. Freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. Let those guys know that we sent you. My whole life has been dramatically enhanced because I accidentally started building a personal brand. And I just absolutely love it. And I'm so grateful. You know, I remember, Roy, you know me well enough. You know, I lost everything. I lost all of my money right before I got married. All of it. Uh, Everything, every dollar I'd ever made from Blue Like Jazz, all of it was gone on an investment. And I remember crying myself to sleep for a week. And then I woke up one morning and went, wait a second, you have a brand. You have a brand. You can, you can do something. And that's worth more than all the money that you lost. It's just a brand. And I immediately said, okay, well, let me try to leverage this brand. And now, you know, you know the story. We give away more money than we lost on that day every year. And it's because of the brand. And so there's so much benefit to building a, a small personal brand that, you know, lets people know who you are and how you can help. Rory, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Will you come back when, you, uh, when your book is out, when your new book is out? Of course, brother. It's always such an honor. And uh, I just, I'm so grateful, brother. All right, everybody. So great to connect with Rory. He literally just, just lived down the street. And the guy's got more wisdom than anybody on personal brands that I've ever met. Anybody on building those. So honored to have Rory on today. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we are obsessed with helping you grow your small business and your personal brand. See you again next week. Want to have Don coach through your question like the ones featured in today's episode? Just go to businessmadesimple.com slash podcast. Let us know what's keeping you up at night when it comes to running your business and submit your question at businessmadesimple.com slash podcast.